Hey there, welcome to the Literary Escapes podcast. I'm Becky, and I'm glad you're here today. If you're a fan of books that give you an escape or let you explore other cultures, then you're definitely in the right place. So I'm glad you've joined us today. Stick around. We've got a great author interview for you. So let's jump right in. So welcome back to the Literary Escapes podcast. I have today um, a friend of mine. Her uh, her name is Brightfeller, and she is an author of Romantic Suspense, which is without a doubt one of my favorite genres. So welcome, Kate. Glad you're here today. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited about this. Yeah, I, I started reading with with uh, people, and so. I'm uh, I'm happy to talk about you and your book. So we've never really done that before. So that'll be fun. Yeah. Are are you one of the ones who always wanted to be a writer when you were growing up? Yes, absolutely. I was the caricature of I think most romance authors, where there was never a time there wasn't a book in my hand. I was obsessed with. Nancy Drew, Cherry Ames, The Babysitter's Club, Sweet Valley High. I mean, it was, I was obsessed. The library, I'd come out with a giant stack of books. My mom used to have, she used to call it the magic book bag. But this is like, (laughs) you know, early 80s. We didn't have phones and stuff. So she would go to Goodwill and just buy all these books. And anytime we're in the car, in order to keep us from complaining, she'd be like, well, reach in, get a new book. And then you had to read whatever it was. (laughs) So you read lots of different things, but- yeah, I always, fun. I always, always wanted to write. I've always written since I could write. Um, okay. Always, you know, I was that little kid that would go running up with the legal pad or the spiral notebook to my sisters, or my mom and be like, oh, read what I wrote today. And Aww. so, yeah, I mean, ever since I was about five, to be to be quite honest, like it's and my mom has all the old stuff, which is so. Oh, my gosh. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, so fun. But I guess I just, um, until indie publishing became a thing, I just never thought it was a career path I could do. It seemed like this, like me being an Olympic pole vaulter or something. Like it's not something in the realm of, you know, because you always heard the stories. people, yeah. You got to get an agent and you can't do this. And so, you know. Yeah. It seems like in the last, I don't know how many years, maybe 10 years or something that the rules have changed dramatically. And Mm -hmm. even in the very short window of time that I've been in here, the rules continue to change, it feels. Yeah, I agree. And it's it's neat too, the tools and things that are now available to indie authors, you know, whether it be online editing services, you know, you can find good editors and you can make, you know, your custom covers and your product is still just as good as a traditionally published book. You just have to do it all yourself. Yeah. Or hire people to do it. Yeah. 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 That's really cool. So what was the first book that you wrote that you wrote with the idea of being like a published book? Um, the first, the first one that I, I finally said, no, I'm, I'm going to do this, um, is the first book of my Caribbean series. It's called Becca Jump Ship. Love it. Okay. And I had a girlfriend who I would see sporadically through like children's sporting events. And, you know, because romance novels weren't really something people talked about all the time. Mm-hmm. And I just always thought, oh, it's like my dirty little secret kind of thing. Right. And then 50 Shades came out. And all of a sudden, these women on the sidelines were like, you know, grasping their pearls. And can you believe they wrote this? I'm thinking, 
I've been reading this since I was 13. Exactly. You know, like it's We're always been out fans. there. Yeah. And so she made an offhand comment when we were talking about how she wrote and that, and I, I was like, what do you mean? I had no idea. And she was just putting it up on Wattpad. She had no intention of oh. ever publishing. She just wanted to share her stories. And I, I don't know, it was almost like a box being open. Like I can still oh do gosh, that. Like I can it's, do not, that. it's not too late, you know? So she encouraged me to, she actually came up with the title of the book too, but, um, so she encouraged me just, she's like, just do it. She's like, what is the worst mm -hmm. thing that happens? And then it, as many first books do it drug on for a couple of years and I'd get back <laughs> to it. And then, um, we had, when COVID hit and you're home and work kind of stopped. And so I've got all this time on my hands and, you know, I think everybody was kind of reevaluating their lives a little bit. Like, you know, what is working for yeah. me in my life? What is not? And it occurred to me, you know, they always talk about like, what's that one thing on your deathbed you would regret? I heard that on a podcast and yeah. instantly in my head, it's, you never published a book. And I'm like, what am I waiting for? Yeah. So I got serious about it and um, published it in August of 2020. Oh, that was that's awesome. Really long way of explaining that to you. <laughs> well, I love that though. So your first book came out in the midst of the pandemic then. Mm -hmm. Yeah, near the beginning of it, which is pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah. And did you go into that book knowing it was going to be a trilogy? No, no. Nope. Um, I genuinely thought even like when I got to like final edits and, you know, me and my editor are going back and forth about, well, you know, you can't say this. And I'm in my head, I'm thinking, who's going to read it? My mom's going to read it. My family <laughs> might read it. No one's ever going to read this story. And now so it doesn't really like, matter. Oh, Right. And it just never, I always, I, I, once I started writing and was, and was kind of taking it seriously, I realized, oh no, 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 this, you know, it is the thing that kind of lights my soul on fire. It is, mm -hmm. it's who I am. Like in my core, that is who I am. I like to tell stories, I, you know, it, it's just what I do. Um, so I always knew I wanted to write more. I actually have this whole other kind of cozy mystery series mm -hmm. in my head that I thought would be next. But then I started learning more about the in publishing industry and to my shock, like genuine shock, strangers were reading my book and they would email me or message me on Instagram and say, well, when's the next one? And I was like, oh, you want more? Okay. <laughs> like, do that. okay. So I'm like, alrighty then. And so, yeah, I feel bad because the trilogy is done. And I still get people like, I can't believe you're not writing more. I'm like, I gave them a happy ending. Like right. everyone else happy ending, but who knows? Maybe someday. Maybe someday. That's, that's funny. Um, and it, that's interesting because it's a trilogy with the same heroine in all three books. Right. So, it, so it takes the three for her to find for her, her H, for her to find her happily ever after. Yes. Um, she gets, she has kind of a happily ever after, or like happy for now, happy for yeah. now yeah. at the end of the first book. And then I decided, oh, no, 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 no. I want to torture people. So I messed her life up really bad in the second book. <laughs> and in the third book, we kind of, we worked to get it back together. Um, but it kind of, it really, I tend to write, um, and probably every author says this, I tend to write complicated characters, not that they're, um, super 
dramatic or they don't have like major trauma or anything, but I try to make them like real people. Everyone's nice. got their things they need to work through. And I felt like, particularly in the first book, Becca, she's the main character. She had growth because that's another thing is I have to, my characters have to have a growth arc. They just, they yeah. just do. Um, but I felt like for her to get all the way to where she needed to be, I would be like slamming stuff in and, and I felt like it was going to take away from the plot. So it took her a good three books to get where not, she needed to be, to where she <laughs> learn her be. lessons. And that's where I'm kind of like, well, there could be more because she still has some stuff she needs to learn. She's kind of a girl at all. She's a little bit like Nancy Drew in the sense that she just doesn't mind her own business. So she gets herself in trouble. Yeah. And then, so <laughs> that's fun. I like that. I like that your books um, on your website, it says books to escape the real world, real right. world with strong heroines and swoony heroes. And the escape piece is one of the things that I resonate with. Yes. Um, I mean, I like strong heroines and swoon worthy heroes, of course. But um, so in Becca's journey, I know the first book she winds up in the keys yeah and then she goes to the bahamas right mm -hmm. uh, in the in the second two book. book right okay in the second book so tell me your experience with that area i had zero <laughs> i had never been there oh my gosh it's crazy i when i was in college <laughs> my so my other passion in life is history did i make a career of that either of course not um <laughs> apparently people don't want to pay us to you know unless you have a phd right so i had an internship at the atlanta history center and it was a research and in, uh, internship and it was the greatest job i've ever had they let me go into these rooms and i had to wear the little gloves because they needed research so i would like read the books take notes this is what they need for the exhibit or whatever but it was the best job ever so i love research i that's fun there's not a rabbit hole i've ever found that i didn't go down so <laughs> i just researched the heck out of the keys um and google earth street view is a big friend of mine yeah i watch a lot of people's travel vlogs on youtube because yeah. i i can't stand it when i read a book and it's somewhere i've been before and it's so wrong i just yeah you can take poetic license that's fine that's everyone does it but when it's so bad yeah um, it takes me away and a lot of people have been to the keys so yeah, in, in my book finding dolly it's set in nashville mm -hmm. and i had the whole book finished and then i was like you know we should probably go visit nashville <laughs> and so i can't believe that because uh, again, well, your book, I, it was an, truly you could escape into it because you had everything from the flowers she was seeing and like when they go to you know but dolly, it wasn't like that when i before I visited so that was all added in after it was added in after and I had like the whole waterfront area in uh -huh. my head it was completely different than the reality yeah and it was a really good thing that we visited because I had it so wrong <laughs> well you had a so great job of layering well, it back you. in but it impresses me when people haven't been able to visit but still do a really good job of making you feel like you're there, number one, mm -hmm. and having it be authentic. So well done. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, um, luckily Key West is a very heavily photographed and mm -hmm. videoed location. Yeah. And also because I do live in central Florida, 
all of my friends have been to Key West. So I'd be like, well, you know, and, or they've gone on tons of cruises. So I'd say, well, so if you were doing this, what would the security guard say to you? Cause I'd only ever been on one, two day cruise. And so, right. and not that they spend very much time on the cruise ship. I mean, they're pretty much done after the first chapter, but I, but I didn't want it to be so unrealistic. Right. So, right. Yeah. Big fan of research. That's a, it's a good thing. Yeah. I, um, admire authors who write historicals in whatever time frame because you you know there's just like a whole nother level of research that has to happen right between the clothes the language the slang the manners what their houses would look like yeah food yeah oh i'm so impressed yeah same that's i my prequel book, um, The Finding Dolly, is set in 1989, mm-hmm. and I had so much fun looking up things from 1989. That <laughs> it, was, it was totally my jam. <laughs> I love that. I, was, I love that. I'm like, oh, I remember that concert. <laughs> yep. Good times. Good times. <laughs> so the Bahamas in the second book, is it the same? Did you, have you been there? Um, um, I got off of the boat, the cruise ship, my two day cruise, mm-hmm. went to the straw market. Did I a remember G- that. And yep. got back on. So again, it was a lot of Instagram, a lot of, um, yeah, just research. Now yeah. I absolutely desperately want to go because just, you see these just gorgeous pink sand and beautiful water and you yeah. know, everyone around here is like, oh, you just go. I'm like, what do you, mean you just go? I mean, I wish I could just go, but yeah. that's not my life either. I would love to just go. <laughs> and my husband's not a beach person. So we're not ever but, taking a beach vacation. Well, it's funny. My, um, my daughter's actually going to the Bahamas this month, I think. Oh, it really? Was, yeah. In a couple of weeks. So that's funny. So, yeah, she goes. <laughs> yeah, my son's taking off for Hawaii. Ooh, that's a good yeah. one. Yeah, that's a good one. I was like, yeah. how lovely. I've never been there either. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't ask me for spending money anymore. Exactly. <laughs> Living vicariously. Yeah, really. <laughs> that's awesome. Right. So let's go ahead and jump to your to your next book. It's called See You Soon. Right. That one just came out. Yes. And it is another suspense. Yes. This one is much more... And, and when I say suspense, if they're not thrillers, they're not scary. Right. Um, but the Becca, the Caribbean series is probably more of a romantic mystery. Okay. I, I kind of liken it to like a Nancy Drew for adults, but okay. it's, it's closed door romance. Um, and the mystery is the mystery in her growth and the people are kind of more the focus. This new series, uh, Dangerous Blooms is more traditional romance. So the couple's the main focus. Okay. Um, my main character, these aren't spoilers, the, you know, she has a stalker. Okay. And kind of her whole world has fallen apart. We've got her, she's the daughter of a billionaire. He has died and it was deemed natural causes, but, but there were all these other things that were happening in his life that made his children think this new stepmother maybe killed him. Dun, so dun, dun. we've got that kind of mystery and that, that will continue for all four of the books in the series, but Ooh. then, but then each of the books in the series has its own mystery and Kara's, that's the main character, her problem is she has this stalker who, you know, 
pops up again and has to. Okay. And um, so these are romance also, or yes, these are, yeah, these are definite romance and these are, these are steamy romance. Okay. And are they, um, is it the same character in each book or is there a new romance in each book? So there are four Bloom siblings. There's Declan is the eldest, there's James and Luke are twins, and then Kara is the youngest. Okay. And they've got this very kind of complicated family dynamic where their father was this kind of known international womanizer. So none of them share the same mother. And he ah. never married any of their mothers, except for obviously the twins. But because there were always these, there were these accomplished women he was with, they very much wanted the offspring to still be a family so they would spend holidays together um whenever they could and then once they were seven they spent the summers at their father's estate in rhode island yeah. so they're still very much a <clears throat> cohesive sibling group even though they don't oh, share interesting okay yeah so they're very very loyal so each of the books follows one of the siblings so the first one is kara um the second book which will be out august 15th is luke and then nice. james and then declan will come last Okay. How fun. And so now where do these books take place? Uh, primarily Atlanta. Um, and in the first book, there they are trips to Tuscany where some stuff goes down. And then they have to go to Dublin where some more stuff goes down. Um, in the second book, it's Atlanta and the Blue Ridge Mountains. Ooh, okay. And then the third book, based in Atlanta, but traveling out to Athens and some small towns around Georgia and then the fourth book will be, um, I think, Ireland <laughs> and Atlanta <laughs> okay. with, a, with a little New York. Nice. That sounds like fun. So are you a big traveler? Yeah. Before COVID, we traveled all the time. And my nice. husband, um, the, the other job I have, he traveled he, probably three weeks out of the month and wow. had for 20 years. So I, when I started working for our company as well, I would just go along <laughs> something like that. Nice. So I would sightsee and do like a little work on the side, but yeah, we okay. were very big travelers. That's awesome. And where's yeah. the favorite place that you've been to? Ooh, it's tough. It's tough. Cause we are <laughs> all the time. Cause we're like, we, we have our 25th anniversary is coming up in August. And so we're arguing about where to go. Ooh. So it, it's going to be a multi-city time between Paris, London, Southern Ireland. Those are probably my favorite places to go. Okay. But I would like to go back to Italy. Yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah. Like, there's so many places I want to go. <laughs> I know. I'm I'm with you on that one. There's, uh, there's I like that castles. places I want to go back to that I've been to. Mm -hmm. And then there's that whole world of new places that I yes. want to visit. Yes. There's places so in Asia I'd like to see. I'd love to see South Africa at one point. Nice. I'd, yeah. I would love to go to Turkey just because just because the history i just yeah. think that'd be so great but whatever <sighs> time and money time and yeah money. maybe i'll just base a book there and i'll call it a research trip there you go <laughs> so i'm trying to figure that one out for italy for next year i don't think i can convince my husband or the bank account that that's necessary but <laughs> i'm really trying <laughs> but it could you know what we really enjoyed and this sounds so so sad in a way because when my husband and I travel, when we're on our own, we just kind of do our own thing. I kind of come mm -hmm. up with an itinerary and we just do our thing. And the rule is always, because again, I'm a history freak. It's either castle pub, museum pub, or church 
pub castle pub. We have okay. to get a pub stop. Um, but when we travel with our kids, we were doing a lot of tours. So we did the river cruises um, oh. through Tauk is the one we kind of liked. And it was great. I mean, we, I would love to do one of those. Yeah. We kind of bucked the authority that they're like, oh, no, no, we're all doing this today. And we're like, mm, no, I don't we're going to so. walk off this way. I mean, they don't really care, but it was right. great because you didn't have to worry about, it's not like a bus tour. So you didn't have to change rooms. You can just leave your stuff. Right. And they, you know, these cute little towns and stuff. And you just get off, go do your thing for the day, get back on. That I love fun. Yeah. And that was great with the kids too, because then I could, you know, put them in their room and <laughs> get some sleep. Close the door. <laughs> yeah. That's an important piece. <laughs> that's an important piece. So what are you working on right now? So I am finishing up the final revisions for the second book in the series. Um, nice. That Luke and Dahlia's story. Um, so is Dahlia a flower name on purpose? Yes. So, okay. so all the females, except for Kara, because she has the last name bloom. Okay. All the women in the books will have a flower name. Okay. I like so that. Yeah. So it's Dahlia, then Cami, which is short for Camellia. And then, um, except for in Declan's book, it's, she does not have a flower name. I kind of goofed on that one, but okay, whatever. Okay. <laughs> They're my people. I can do what I want. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I'm doing revisions on that. Um, I've been sending it out piecemeal to the editor since I am behind schedule, uh-huh. uh, but yeah, it's, it's good. So, and Dahlia, you meet, there's always, I leave like breadcrumbs in each of the book for who you're going to meet in the next book. Right. And, you, you know, and obviously they're family. So you, we've revisited. You've met, yeah. You've met the family people at least. Yeah. Because I am overly attached to my characters and I can't bear the thought of leaving them. Like when I finished That's, the Becca books, I was thinking, okay, I don't want to write about her anymore, but, but I've just like left them all out in the you world. You have to know what's going on. Yeah. What's happening? That's so funny. I, I mean, as a reader, I love series for that reason, because mm-hmm. you get to you know, you get to know a couple and then you get to see them again in other stories. Yes, exactly. That's awesome. And to see how yeah. maybe their love grew or mature. Yeah. You know, on. I, yeah, yeah maybe I they have babies that. or, you know, who knows, depending yep. on how long your story goes. But yep. um, yeah, it's, I've, I've found as an author that it's so much fun to have all these, all this interconnectedness between yes. books and it's, uh, I was trying to draw a family tree and it was so convoluted. Really? <laughs> well, not because of any weird reasons, I guess. Because <laughs> I could say, yeah. Um, but there's, you know, there's a brother and sister, but it's mostly about like three friends. And mm-hmm. so, you know, okay, those two are kind of siblings. And then her fiance is you know, sister, brother to this one. And then these ones are friends. And so there's all these like offshooting arcs of who goes where and all the connectedness. So it was, it was kind of a spider webby thing. (laughs) But it's so nice. I think as an author, because we create entire worlds, you know, they're, even if it's based in the real world, it's an entire universe. And so, you know, you get so attached to it. It's very hard to let go. Well, especially I would assume if you have so many books in the series and right. you know these people that's I remember reading Debbie Maycomber and and 
her series out, I think it's Blossom Street, maybe it's out in Washington State somewhere. And there are just a bazillion in her series, you know, mm -hmm. like 20 or something. And so you get to know like the whole town. Right. And, you know, it's always fun when you see someone from a past book and it's like, oh, you know, what are they doing? <laughs> I'm trying to think, I can't remember. It was a historical author and I'm probably going to be saying the wrong one, but I think it was Catherine Coulter. Okay. She had very, um, there was not, not all the series, but she had one that started out in the family and it was in the medieval times. Okay. So Knights and Castles, which was right up 14 year old me's alley. Um, <laughs> you'd see this family, but then I realized years later, I'm reading a separate series of hers, but she, the way she tied them all together was because of certain physical characteristics that would have been genetic. Oh, and then it also this artifact that kept showing up, and I'm like, oh my gosh, she's talking. To me. Wait a minute. <laughs> yes, and then there was a third series. It was also totally different, like in Australia, but it was all connected to the family, and it was just I don't know. I thought that was oh, so fun, clever. Do yeah, you know, that's that's super that. clever. That is definitely planning, but well, yeah, and <laughs> as a reader, <laughs> you love that kind of thing, yeah. and as an author, maybe it you know maybe it makes it easier. I have no idea. But it's probably fun to be able to pull those little nuggets in and characters in when you want them. And yeah, it, that's really cool. I yeah, love that. That's that's fun. The really fun. Uh, the power of being an author and being able to make things it, happen. And it is amazing. It is the best job in the world. <laughs> agreed. Agreed. So the second book, Balia's story. Yes. When is that one due out? It'll be out April fifteenth. That's April fifteenth. August 15th. So just over a month away. That's really cool. And when did See You Soon come out? It came out June 7th. Nice. Nice. And then um, a date yet for the third one or not yet? No, I I was overly ambitious. And I, I understand that. Put the pre-order <laughs> in the at the back of the See You Soon for the second book is called See You There. Okay. Um, didn't over overestimated what I was going to be able to do because my mm -hmm. book's each each of them, and I thought this book would be shorter because the first one came in at 448 pages. This next one is going to be equally as long. I didn't think it would be. Oh, and, really? Yeah. So they're, yeah, they're 122,000 words. Wow. So I was like, um, Got a lot of words. Yeah. So, I, <laughs> so I'm, I'm looking at, I think, beginning of October for um, See You Again, which is James and Cammie's story. Okay. Maybe January for Declan's, and that's see you. Maybe okay, let's have the names this time. I like, maybe. yeah, it's when I was trying to name the Becca books. Yeah, the yeah. Becca books killed me because I locked myself in with Becca Jump Ship, and then I had Becca Dives in, and that worked. And then it was, oh, I gotta come up with a third Becca, one, so yeah, something, but it's got a tie. But I'm also one of those people, I really. It doesn't have to be an in-the-face tie to the story, but it, but the title has got to, in some way, be emblematic of the theme of the book. Right. So, yeah, like, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> well, that, I like your title, so you you do a good job with that. So that's kind of fun. Good stuff. So, what are you reading right now? Um. Well, mostly my own stuff because I'm buying stuff. <laughs> But Editing. what is keeping me up at night is 
I discovered Elsie Silver on um, TikTok. Everybody kept talking about it. And I wasn't sure I was going to love it because I'm not, I don't typically love small town Western romance. It's just, it's just not my jam. Yeah. Um, loved it. Love them. Love awesome. them. Even the one that, uh, Reckless. It's even got the surprise pregnancy trope, which I usually typically hate. Oh my <laughs> gosh. It was, they did such a good job with it. It was That's awesome. A, it was a very good book. Um, <laughs> and then I also just finished the Twisted Love series, the Anna Wong, which I'm, some of them I liked, some I not as much. Um, the fourth book was pretty good though. Okay. Do you ever get that where like when you read so much in your Kindle, like I can tell you about the story. Yeah. Like what the title is or who wrote it, but. I, I, yeah, I totally am that way. I made the mistake the other day of hitting the wrong button on my Kindle and it archived mm-hmm. all my books. Oh <laughs> yeah. Don't That's do fun. that. And that so I can't even remember like half the books to pull back in. So it's like, huh, I, so I, don't I, do that. <laughs> I picked up on that Stuff Your Kindle Day. I picked up about five books. Nice. Some of them, some of them are pretty cute. I, I, I'm For some reason, I was being very sporadic in my reading. And I'd read like three chapters or one, start the other book, which is not like me. Huh. And then, and so you don't have to talk about escape between the pages. Whenever I get stressed, which I'm a little stressed, uh-huh. I go back to my comfort reads. And so yeah. honestly, that is, I mean, I've read the book, I could quote the book, but it's Honor Splendor by Julie Garwood. Oh my gosh. Just good old awesome. medieval. But I love it. I love it so much. I How many always... times have you read it? Oh, a hundred. Yeah. 100. That's... I Harry Potter is that for me. I, yes. I love Harry Potter. So. Sometimes it's just, you know, you have your, your comfort reads and they make you feel good. Yeah. I had to, I had to do that during COVID and it, you know, 2020 was a whole bunch of comfort reads. Yeah. So yeah. That, that was... is another thing too. It's funny how, um, like 2020, how many people and now, and they, you know, a lot of people give the credit to book talk because people were suddenly talking about books, but it's amazing how so many people rediscovered reading. And I yeah. think like, once you're not a kid anymore, you think, Oh, I don't have free time to do this. Oh, I should be doing this. And oh, my right. husband watch this movie at night, so I'm not going to read. And it's just such a shame because there's so many amazing books out there. There are so many amazing world. books. Yeah, and, I I feel like if you don't like reading, you just haven't found the right book, and it's out yes, there. It's yeah. out there. And I yeah. always tell people because people can sometimes be a little judgy about different formats. You could read graphic novels. There are yeah. beautiful graphic novels. Audiobooks is still reading. I have a friend um, in Mexico that I made. Sounds so bizarre. We became friends over Instagram. Um, yeah. And he's yeah. a young guy. And he just uh, released his second book. And he writes the most beautiful stories. But he writes them in prose, like poetry. Oh. And I was kind of like, oh, I don't know if I'm like that. Because I yeah. tried, But you still are completely enmeshed in the world he has created wow yeah so How interesting I love, I love that so there's just so many different mediums and ways to read and mm-hmm. to get a and they're all valid absolutely fine yeah not shame people for what they read that is mine oh for sure for sure <laughs> and that's I mean I remember romance it's always been kind of the black sheep of the book oh, family and it's the number one seller. I mean, I know. And the thing is, people always act like, or I, maybe, maybe it was just me, but I would have people say to me when I was a teenager reading and they'd see it because they had, you know, the true 
late eighties, nineties, you know, bodice ripper covers, they, Oh, you know, you're so much smarter than that. Kate, you should read this over here. Well, I did read that over here, but that doesn't mean I don't also love this. Like this makes right. me, why do you care what I'm reading? Right. And like you said, the historicals, I fully give credit to Jude Devereaux, Julie Garwood, and Catherine Coulter for why I aced my AP world history test. <laughs> and I knew it was because in my head, you're reading the history, but it's a story and it's with Well, people. you can picture it. Yes. And you cared about your little characters and they all, their, their research. Oh my gosh. Because yeah, I, I, even, I even minored in history in college thinking, well, maybe I'll find out some of that stuff isn't true. Oh no, they nailed it. They yeah. absolutely nailed it. So yeah. 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 That's people, so funny. I love that. Romance. Yeah. Love that. <laughs> Very defensive love about that. romance. I'm like, romance is wonderful. Well, <laughs> I remember one year I, I and it might've been like 2019, 2020, somewhere in there. I read like 80 books that year. Oh, wow. And um, someone, a guy I was talking to, he was like, oh, I bet most of them were romance. And I'm like, well, so What's what if point? they are? Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> what, what is your point? I still yeah, have what, what? And so that that comment has always stuck with me as, yeah. yeah, number one, being rude, but number two, very uninformed, so. Right, and and frankly, most, I mean, I'm not gonna say all, you know, all books are not created equal, obviously. No, no. But, you know, really good romance books, I mean, you have fully developed characters, they have their growth arcs. You might have a mystery. You might have an adventure. You might learn about history. You yeah. might learn about a new city, something new about music, like all the awesome Dolly Parton quotes you had in your book. Yeah. You learned, you learned things. It's not just yeah. she sees boy, boy kisses her. And it's no, they're novels. Right. Right. And I mean, there's crappy novels in every genre. So absolutely. And some of them are on the bestseller list. So Yes. <laughs> but that's a whole other podcast episode. <laughs> I'm so mean. Not that I would not love to have her bank account, but. Amen. <laughs> so Kate, where do you like people to hang out with you online? Um, I am primarily on, on, I'm on all the platforms and my username for all of them is Kate Brightfeller author. And I'm very, very active on TikTok. And now this new, I have a new one today, the thread. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I haven't even got on there. I'm afraid to. Um, the only one I don't use, I don't really use Twitter. I, okay. Maybe because it cages me with my, how many characters I'm allowed. And mm -hmm. that's how thread is. So yeah. you might not like it. Oh, I don't know. I no, I wrote this whole long dissertation. It's almost oh. like an Instagram caption. Like it's, I oh. didn't get released. Maybe they're giving us, you know, leeway in the beginning to get us hooked. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. So Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Thread. I am everywhere. Sounds good. Well, we will link to all of that in the show notes. Wow. And all the books that we've talked about on here, we'll link those. And They're all on Kindle Unlimited. So awesome. That's always fun. Good stuff. I'm um, a Kindle Unlimited addict, so I feel like I want to give back to my fellow Kindle Unlimited addicts. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Kindle Unlimited. I, mm -hmm. It's a good way to read as much as you want so and there's yeah, some really good books on there which I love so yeah and it, it lets you try authors you may never have been like well I don't want to spend $14.99 on this I've never read anything by this author right. there's um oh shoot I can't think of the name I feel uh Krista Swanson I want to read her book so bad and it sounds so terrible but she's on Kindle Unlimited it's uh, her first book 
and it sounds good, but I don't want to spend $16 because I read so much. Right. I, get- I understand that. Her story does sound really good. So I may give it. Hopefully it's as good as it sounds. <laughs> yeah, okay. Thank you for joining me today. This was so much fun talking to you. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah. I will um, link everything, like I said, in the show notes. And okay. I will talk to you guys later. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for joining me today on the Literary Escape Podcast. If you enjoy hearing the behind the book story, then join me in the Literary Escape Society. We are a community of travelers who love books, or maybe book lovers who love to travel. Either way, if you need an escape, a literary escape, come join us as we read our way around the world together, one book at a time. Check out the show notes to learn more about the Literary Escape Society. And we'll see you next time on the next episode.